everybody, this is your boy Gary J. White, the founder, wake up warrior, and creator of the Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fuel Edition. Today's topic is this, Leash and Unleash. Sit back and relax, and welcome to today's Daily Fuel. Hi, my name is Bailey White. My dad is Garrett J. White, the Master Coach Mentor. Mentor. <laughs> You're listening to Warrior on Fire. On Fire. On Fire. <laughs> All right, so... Unless you just began listening to this podcast, you would be, uh, you know, unaware or completely aware of the fact that I have an addiction, my friends. I've got to come out of the closet on this one. I've got to come out of the closet. It's not cocaine. It's not meth. It's not heroin. It's not alcohol. It's not sugar. It's not even green smoothies. Probably close on the green smoothies. My addiction is surfing. Not going to lie to you. I'm back from Deer Valley, Utah. Uh, skiing was okay. It was fun. I enjoyed it with my family. Enjoyed it with my kids. Surfing, on the other hand, is like making love to the ocean. I just cannot describe it. I don't understand it, except for the fact that I am deeply, madly, and passionately in love with surfing. Now, let's take the surfing conversation, though, and add some of the dilemma. The dilemma is this. There, anytime that you start a new sport, anytime you start a new anything activity, there is the beginning experience of that activity. That beginning experience is just trying to get good enough to just be able to do the basic maneuvers required. Right? Whether it's singing, writing email copy, being married, having children. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're, I've got three kids. We're planning on having four. We'll find out how that goes. 2018, we should have four kids, but we will find out how that goes, whether we do or we do not. That's going to be our, that's our target. That's what we're after. Assuming all the biological stuff works out right, we'll have four kids. Now, inside of this, by the time you get to baby number four, you've learned a few things, right? In the beginning game, it's just trying to get used to you and a, you and your partner and a child in the same conversation, just trying to get down to the basics of how to not fuck it up as a parent. That's why the first child is always the one who gets crash test dummy like crazy, Gets beat down like crazy, but also at the same time gets huge opportunity. That would be my role. I was the oldest son. I was the crash test dummy for my parents. By the time they get the younger, ch- youngest child, my sister Haley, they got a lot better at parenting. Now, the thing that's interesting inside of business, the same thing happens. In the beginning, you're just trying to get good enough at the basics of how to like even sell shit. How to market shit, sell shit, and then get it back. Like There's just a beginning stage of things, right? If you're trying to run, right? I didn't know how to run. No, I, I mean, I knew how to run, meaning in the sense that I knew how to sprint and I'd done track and field, etc. but I had never done any type of ultra running. The very, very first time that I decided to take on running, for real, like beyond like a mile and a half. In high school, we had this run called the Cadet Run. We were the Eisenhower Cadets in Yakima, Washington. And uh, the cadet run happened to right be at the beginning of two days during that two weeks of uh, two days for football. And we would do a mile and a half run. And I won that bitch every single year. Every single fucking year. Freshman through senior year, I wore them. I won that shit. But that was eight, let's see, four. That's six laps around the track. Six laps around the track, mile and a half, off you go cadet run. I don't even know what my times were. But as I got older, I had uh, this idea one night of being able to run a marathon. I was re- It was between Christmas and New Year's. I'd been eating too much. I was feeling completely overweight, like just fucking worthless in my life. And I read this blog post by this woman in her 40s with four children who had finished a marathon. And she was talking about all the change in her life. And I was like, shit, I'm an athlete. If this woman could finish a marathon, I could finish a marathon. But truth be told, the idea of running 26.2 miles was like asking me to base jump off of Mount Everest butt-ass naked with, uh, you know, some rubber bands tied around my ears. Like, it would have been like no, like no possible way. So I go to the gym to start running. Very first time, my brother and I, we live in, brother, we live in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada at the time. 
we go to the Las Vegas Athletic Club. Las Vegas Athletic Club, we get two Gatorades, two Red Bulls, we get two Power Bars, a few gel packs, because I read those were important to have. We go to the Las Vegas Athletic Club. I wore the short running shorts, so I got chafing on the inside of my thighs. I learned to fix that with some glide and shave my legs. Also had a whole bunch of just like unnecessary bullshit. But my brother and I convinced him to loop him in and go do this run. We go to Las Vegas Athletic Club to run three miles. I mean three miles. Now, to a large Clydesdale like me, which would be the division I was in in the beginning when I started doing Ironmans and running marathons, I was a big guy. I was like 215. The idea of running this far was like insane to me. So we're sitting there getting prepped to run this three-mile run. I look at my brother and I'm like, dude, are you ready to do this shit? He's like, yeah, I'm ready to do this. I was like, okay. So we get on the treadmill. I got the short tank top on. I got the short shorts, the short running shorts from like the you know, 1980s. You know, running, run. run uh, what was his name? Uh, what was the dude? Gene uh, something Simmons. What was his name? Gene Simmons? I don't remember. Anyways, the big curly hair, puffy hair guy who always wore the red shorts with the stripes and the red tank top. Anyways, that's what I looked like, only without the hair. And we get on the treadmill, and I am swearing to all my life that it is going to be a miracle on God's green earth that we finish these three miles. And yet, that three miles was accomplished, and. Beyond that three miles, I looked at my brother with huge accomplishment. I'd go on to finish three marathons. I'd go on to finish multiple, multiple Ironmans, including the Ironman World Championship in 2007. And then I would go on for another three years to do ultra marathons and run and run and run up as far as 188 miles on a solo race by myself. It was a 12-man relay. I ran it by myself. All of this began with the fundamental basics of just getting on a goddamn treadmill and learning how to run, which backed that up was to the cadet run, which is like 20 years earlier when I was in high school running six laps around the track. There are basics that have to be mastered. And inside the basics of mastery, inside of physical athletics and inside of life, I learned one of those new basics that I was not even good enough to learn when it comes to surfing. Now I've gone pretty good at riding two to four foot waves, okay? This might not seem big to you. It's not two to four foot from like standing up to your to your chest. Like it's like bigger than that. It's measured off the backside of the wave. This is like head high to a little bit over head high waves. For me, I'm six foot two. And, you know, puts away waves on the face side between six foot to eight foot. Like I love that size. It's perfect for me. It's great. I have a blast for, for real surfers. It's nothing. For a guy who just started surfing six months ago, it's everything. But I was watching. I've, I've, there's all these little things that get in the way. Like how to put your hands on the board and like paddling and your feet in the right place. And your balance on your pivot on your chest. And getting your legs out of the way and get your quads off the board. And all this little shit that you're not even good enough to worry about because you're just trying not to get swallowed up by the water. I mean, hell, the first couple months, you're just terrified of getting eaten by a shark. Then you realize real quickly, the thing you don't have to be worried about is getting eaten by sharks. What you really got to be worried about is getting slammed in the reef, getting your board broke, getting your head cut up by your own board, running into other people in the lineup. God knows everything else but sharks, but everybody wants to talk about the sharks. The sharks are like so far down the goddamn list. The reef, way more risky every single day. Water, oh hell no. You get an un, un, like, un, unrequested, unexpected, not paying attention set roll in, all of a sudden set wave on your head. You're like, dude, under the water for only like six to eight seconds, but it feels like you're under the water for like fucking 22 minutes. And that's nothing because the big wave surfers, these guys are under the water when they fall off. Those big YouTube videos you watch, you get all impressed. You're like, yeah, dude, that's so awesome. You have no idea. You have no idea. You like watching those guys running down those big ass waves. And you're like, dude, you have no clue that a guy, when he falls off that fucking wave, which they do, by the way, he's under the water for minutes at a time. Minutes. Minutes. Can be held down as long as one to two minutes underneath the fucking water. Are you kidding me? Anyways, 
Let's come back to a big breakthrough I had this morning, though. I've had a problem with my leash. My leash is the little piece that you tie around your ankle. It has a little Velcro strap. You strap to your ankle. It attaches to it. It's like a little Velcro kind of like ankle cuff. And it wraps around your ankle. And then the cable or the cord, the leash, goes from your ankle to the end of your board. So when you fall off your board, your board doesn't like float away. Right? So it's really helpful because the board can't get further. In my case, can't get further than six foot away or six foot five away. My board's six foot three. Can't get further away from me than that. Right? So the board's always around me somewhere even when I fall off the wave or I jump off the wave. There's the board. I get the board. I pick it back on the board. I paddle. But it's a little bit tricky with this because what's happened over the last six months is I'm always having to deal with my fucking leash. My leash will get turned around so that it's pointing forward, right? So you have the cuff and then you have this hard piece of plastic that comes off the back of the cuff and then it attaches to the leash and the leash attaches to your board. But it gets turned around and it starts pointing forwards. Now, if it's pointing forward where your shin is, you're in trouble. At least for me, because when I get up, what ends up happening is it gets tangled around my other foot, my left foot. I put the leash around my right foot because that's my back foot. I have my left foot forward, but I'll get it tangled around my toes. So I'll get up on my board, and there I am, tangled up in my goddamn leash. And I'm like, shit, on this great wave, and I can't get my foot out because my left foot's tangled in my leash. So I'm standing like an idiot on the board, riding down the wave, going, that's awesome. Really wish this wouldn't happen. So I've always am like paranoid about my leash, making sure that it's pointed the right direction, pointed the right direction, pointed the right direction, pointed which is backwards off the backside by my calf. I'm always worried about this because I don't want to get the tangled up leash thing and it drives me nuts and it's just like it's a shit show. So I'm sitting there and I'm in this experience this morning or last this weekend. We're in Deer Valley. We're skiing. I can't surf. So I'm watching tons of surf documentaries at nighttime after we're done when the kids are in bed and my wife's asleep. My wife had the flu. She was sick the whole time. So she was asleep, the kids were asleep, and I'm laying there watching documentaries. I'm sitting there watching a documentary, and I look at John John, and John John, who, John John Florence, who's one of the number one surfers in the world right now, he is, his leash is underneath his wetsuit. Like it's sitting underneath his wetsuit. So he actually took his wetsuit, and he pulled it over top of the leash. And I'm sitting there, and I have this like a big epiphany. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? That is so easy. That would make it stay backwards. So I go out this morning for my first surf session back from being in the snowy mountains of Deer Valley, Utah. And I wrap, take my wetsuit and I put it over top of the leash. And the leash is pointing back to where it's supposed to go. And I put my wetsuit over top of the whole leash. And wouldn't you fucking know it. Over the entire hour surf session, my leash stayed in place all the time. Didn't have to move it one time. That's a lie. I had to fix it one time. Outside that, not. And usually every single wave I catch, it's all jacked up. I paddle around, it gets jacked up. It's all over the place. It rolls around my ankle. It's like done no matter how tight I go. And today my entire surfing world changed because of one small detail. So here's my question for you. When it comes to your world across body being balanced and business, where is an area in your life right now where you have missed a detail? There was a detail that you are not seeing. In my case, it was my wetsuit covering up my leash. Holding it in place. Where is the area where right now you are frustrated and you know there is a detail that you are missing? Okay, take out your warm up and your weapon, okay, drill your pen and write that area down. I am missing a detail, I am certain inside of this area. Second piece I want you to do with this is now that you found the area, I want you to go investigate and find one simple thing that you could improve inside that area. For my case today, it was put my wetsuit over my leash so that my leash would stay in place. What is yours? My friends, all I got for you today, I'll drift a little bit, told too many stories, but let's wrap the show up. Here's a couple details. Number one, if you're not currently subscribed inside iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to Warrior on Fire, get yourself subscribed today. Also, if you're not getting access to the weekly action guides found at Warrior on 
WarioreOnFire.com. Head on over to WarioreOnFire.com, put your email address and click submit today, and I'll start sending those your way. And third, if you're not getting the detail of the full story of the Warrior's Way to having it all, head on over to WarioreBook.com, make a $100 investment today. We'll send that book your way, and you can begin to live your Warrior's Way with us. And finally, two responsibilities, my friend. One, to do the things we talk about here, and two, share the show up with somebody else. That's all I got for you today, my friends. Matt, here's is Garrett White signing off, saying love and like, morning, good afternoon, and good night. Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warrior on Fire. On Fire. <laughs> Share this with other men you feel need to hear. Don't forget to give us a review in iTunes and subscribe. So, is there a website? Wake up, wake up, warrior. For more information and other amazing content for warrior men just like you, head on over to GarrettJWhite.com now. Yeah.